Um, I had always wanted to work at Apple. I'd always wanted to work at the Apple Store. I remember when they built the first Apple Store in Baltimore. That was the first one. No, I mean it was it was one of the first twenty or so. Okay. Townsend Town Center, and um, I thought to myself, I really wanna I wanna work there. That'd be great. You know, I, I was like while 14. you were in the military. oh like fourteen. No, it was like before the military. Maybe I was sixteen. It was two thousand one. Um, and I, I'd always wanted to work there. And yeah, I joined the military. Um, but in my heart, I mean, I knew that, that <laughs> it sounds crazy, but Apple is the place I wanted to be. And obviously I'm not there anymore. And, you know, we'll I, I, I did it. But yeah, yeah. but uh, to me... At 14 you wanted to work at Apple. Maybe 14, maybe 15. I don't know, whenever they built the first stores. And, well, why did and, you, how did you get in the military then? How did that happen? That was just that was just my path. I mean, I remember going to the recruiter, and he told me, uh, "Do you know what the 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 one thing the Marine Corps taught me?" And I said, "What?" He said, "I can fall asleep anywhere." I said, "Oh, really?" He said, "I might be sleeping right now." I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> this man that, is insane. That is, the, I think that's the that's the um, like, that's the slogan for the Marines, right? The, right now, like this the, is nuts. The Marines sleep um, wherever you can. And then I think we went to Sonic or Checkers or something. But wait, the rec- the Marine recruiter took you to a burger mm-hmm. place. Yeah, to a burger place. Yeah. I didn't know that they they had different. That's what they do. And we talked about the IST, which is the initial strength test, something you need to pass in order to get into the Marine Corps. What, what is that? What are they? It's like a certain, uh, it's like a certain number of uh, pull-ups, push-ups, and... Um, uh, Shit-ups. Running. <laughs> okay, yeah. Running, okay. Certain, certain mile, certain mile time. That's hard for me. What's the mile time? I don't know, like 17 minutes. Something really easy. Okay, okay. Super okay. easy. You just, you can't be dead. Yeah, you gotta... You can't be you on my six... As I long mean, as you're not on my six It's harder power than the can, Army, yeah. but, you know, it's still pretty easy. Okay, the bar's... The bar is pretty low. Okay. Uh, but anyway, they work with you to get you there. But that's, I don't know, it just, it just all fit for me. I had a bunch of friends going. You know, I wasn't doing anything. It was just, it was just, it was the right thing for me. So, okay. uh, so I did it. What um, was, what was there, was it a financial concern? Was it a, like, you don't have any better options? Was it, I mean, I mean walk me through, where were you, what, where, what city were you at the time? Um, mm-hmm. what, what, like. I was living in the suburbs of Baltimore, Bel Air, Maryland. Okay. I mean, look, there weren't there weren't a whole lot of options for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I had dreams. I had dreams of getting to something like Apple. You know, something like. What'd you want to do at Apple at that time? I didn't know. I mean, why Apple? I think for me, Apple. Um, well, it was obvious. I mean, I I've always used Macs. I've always had Apple computers. I I think I excelled in in you know computer stuff in high school. That was what I really wanted to do. Yeah. And I, it wasn't like, I don't know, it wasn't like, I got to do that, I got to do that, I got to do that. It's like, it wasn't like the, 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 the foremost thought for me, mm. but it was like almost like a very aspirational thing. It was like, it'd be really cool if, you know. Yeah, I totally get that. It wasn't like I was taking direct and immediate steps yeah. to do that. I get that too. I had a Performance 630 CD. I had, I had a 631. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, well. Yeah, you know, Eight I just... Eight megs of RAM. Eight. Well, and I just remember, like, 650 megs with this CD. Oh, my you know, God. It's got a CD drive? Yeah. What? Yeah, what? Yeah. 631 had the AV input, so you could do, like, RCA audio or whatever. I, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so okay, it was... so you joined. It, it was very aspirational for me. 
you know, to do the Apple thing. And I mean, I would have been happy, um, you know, working at the store or whatever. I don't know. But, you know, it, it ultimately, uh, for me, I said, this isn't for me, you know, and I had been applying at Apple while I was oh, okay. in. And I finally got a call and I was like, part-time, seasonal, let's do it. <laughs> you know, why not? I had that same, you know, they were opening a Valley Fair store and I worked there and yeah. they, you know. It it's was, funny that we worked at Apple Store together. Isn't that funny? That is funny. Well, different coast, but. But it was so. But it, I remember. No, they, I worked at I worked at West Coast. Oh, I didn't know that. In San Diego, UTC. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. Um, so I had a conversation with this guy named Art, and he had come from the retail industry. And interviewing for the for the Gap. Probably. No, Art was the manager at the Grove. Yeah, probably. No, I know Art. That's funny. Art interviewed me at at this like nondescript building, that's and it was really funny that we know Art. It's yeah, and Art was like for. He was perpetual middle management at Apple. <laughs> yes. Like, it's like, it's like, Art's like, just give me the middle and I will just nail the middle, you know? And, and. I think he came from Gap. Yeah. Yeah. He came from a traditional retail background. Yeah. And, and so Art interviewed me and it was like not the Apple store at Valley Fair hadn't been built yet. And the interview, it felt like the CIA, you know, it's just like. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? This is for a store that we can't really talk about. I know you came into this building that's like not really labeled, but it's Apple, and you can't really tell anyone that you've interviewed here. And we're looking for people to really do things, you know. And it wasn't. It was like not. It's not like they. I feel like now it's like, look, here's the thing. You go here, you do this thing, you do the thing, you do the thing, you do the thing. You just got to be great, you know. Yeah. But but at that time it was very. I mean, it was like there was like less than fifty stores. I mean, it was very. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was super. I mean, Valley Fair was probably. I mean, I want to say it was one of the first ten. Yeah. I mean, it was early, early. It was, yeah. it was the iPod. It was, I mean, we. I was there when the first iPod was released, and we got two. We got two hundred dollars. It was four hundred dollar thing. We got it for two hundred bucks. Wow. And I was like, Did this you get is one? of course, well, yeah. <laughs> well, and I remember this moment, and this is when I knew that Apple would be big. Um, is you saw other people with the white headphones and you gave mm -hmm. this nod like, you have a thousand songs in your pocket. Like, yeah. we're friends. Yeah, and there's no, and there's like very few, I think now when you see a new technology, you're like, what is that one wheelie thing you're on? <laughs> you know, like you don't see a new technology anymore <laughs> and think like, oh my gosh, that guy has the Google like Glass. <laughs> another guy on a scooter? Yeah, yeah, wow. Right. You know? Yeah, it's not the same thing. But I, I just remember that interview process and, and it was, you know, it did feel it did feel like you're going to be a part of this thing. So it's interesting. My interview process was fundamentally different. Uh, tell me. It was I got a seasonal part-time job, which was like I was working at Starbucks and the Apple Store. Mm. I'd work at Starbucks at four fifteen to noon, Ugh. and then do like the Apple Store from like you know four to nine or something like that. Like like really really short hours, you know, really sporadic. And the interview process was like. You know, we need people to stock the shelves. You know, you got retail experience. Sure, okay. Yeah. Wow. Come on board. Wow. But I came every day, and I, and I crushed it. I was, yeah, like, yeah. I was like, I want to be here so bad. You guys don't even oh, know. No. I love this job. Yeah. I loved it, and I worked so hard. Yeah. You know, the four hours that they'd give me every day for three days a week, I was, like, hungry. I just wanted it so bad. Because I'm thinking about four years earlier when I was, like, 
Apple would be the greatest thing to work for. Yeah, yeah. this and is the, this head, the dream. This is the dream. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. this is what I want. Yeah, even though I'm, I, I literally was like a like a like a holiday seasonal <laughs> iPod Mini stock <laughs> sh- yeah. person. But I worked there from I think June to November, and in November they're like, "Oh, do you want to do a full time job?" I'm like, "Yes." Yeah, yeah. Left Starbucks, worked there full time, and then another three months, maybe six months, they're like, "Hey, do you want to become a, a Mac genius?" I'm like, what's it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, 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 Tell yeah. me how. And they're like, we well, gotta yeah. move to LA. And I'm like, okay, no problem. <laughs> LA, great. Where were you at the time? You were San Diego. Oh, yeah, that's San not, Diego. That's not huge. Well, no, it's not bad at all. So yeah. drove to LA in a day, interviewed there. They're like, great. Drove back. Was like, gotta figure out how to move to LA now. Wow. You know, and just yeah. did it. And I and I just I was so hungry at Apple. You know, and I pushed so 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 yeah. hard. To just to be the best I could there because it was something that just uh, I always wanted to do. And it's so funny now looking back because obviously I don't work there anymore. Yeah. And I did my time there. And I, I don't know. It, is, it, is it strange to, to get a job that you've always dreamed of since you were a kid and then be like, eh. is, 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 no. that, is that bad? Like, no. I don't know, you know, like, like. Well, here's okay. Here's the interesting question: Are we talking about beginnings or are we talking about endings? Well, and, and because we could because the the beginnings question is also very fascinating because what you what what you're saying is, I mean, I think the problem is that when you and it's not a problem, but when you want something and you have a vision of it, you go in and there are candy drop. You know, it's just it's this thing. It's this thing that is never, ever reality. And it doesn't matter if it's even, if, it doesn't matter if the reality is better than the thing you imagine or worse. It doesn't matter. It's not the thing you imagine. And so you go there and you're like, oh, I'm just, I'm helping people replace their hard drives. You know, or what, it's just not different. It's just different than what's what you crazy thought. for me is the odds of what I faced. I mean, I came into this dreaming to work at Apple yeah. one day in the mm-hmm. future in whatever capacity not having a degree, working at Apple in the retail capacity, working my way up, busting my ass every day to be as, as good as I possibly could be, yeah. getting an, an amazing opportunity to work at corporate, which is a program that only lasted like a few years. Doesn't, does it exist today? No, it doesn't exist anymore. That's and, crazy. That's crazy. I, it's like free talent for I them. got that opportunity, yeah. and I worked at Apple corporate. I did everything I could, and then I used that, you know, that that the people I met there and the connections I made to, to work at real Apple corporate and get an actual corporate job, you know, not just a retail internship. And, and it's like... You it's worked like, on Ping, right? Like, yeah, I worked on Ping. And it, Which is it like came, the worst thing you could have... It yeah. came so far, you know? And it's like, it's weird to have this childhood dream and then be doing it and you're like, uh, yeah, but maybe we'll do something else. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like, like, to me... I'm not sad about it. I'm not. I'm not sad that that my time there ended and it wasn't for me. You know, um, but it's kind of interesting to like. I don't know. Think about it, just conceptually, the thing that you always wanted to do. Now you're doing it, but it's kind of not the right fit. And I, maybe I mean it was great. I liked it and everything. Yeah, but yeah. commute and the people, you know, just a job and there's a bunch of different pieces of it that kind of didn't fit for me. But it was a great launch pad for, obviously, things in the future. But it, it's so hard to say, like, oh, God, you know, it was really hard to leave Apple. 
It was really, really, really very hard. Um, Why? Well, it's what I've always wanted. I mean, up until that point, that was what my goal was. That's it's like you I had no no do. future dreams. Yes, exactly. That. So you're like, if exactly. if this is the realization of all of my dreams, it was like it was like right, I'm 24, and I'm like, I, I made my dreams come true. Okay, <laughs> what now? What now? Right, like, all right. That it's really hard. It's hard. It's hard to to um, yeah. to like get there and be like, this just isn't isn't working for me. I mean, it was, it was why it was great. I mean, I met a lot. I mean, of I mean, no, no, no. I mean, just like let's try to remove Apple from this particular thing. But why? What was different about it that made you think I got to move on? Well, I mean, there's, there's a lot of reasons I left Apple. I mean, the the big reason was it's a really big company, and I felt like mm. a very small piece of this really big machine. Ultimately, I had so little say in anything, and. At my next job, where I met you, yeah, I had a lot more say, yeah. a lot more responsibility. Different, totally more. different thing. Well, well you know, it's fundamentally different thing. Uh, talking so about different. different says at Apple, this is why I got fired at Apple. Oh, that's right, you got fired. I got fired. Um, so I I was working there, and at that time, the Valley Fair store was probably like a studio apartment in San Francisco, maybe a one bedroom. Yeah, that was the yeah, kind of square they were footage. Small. They were small. Yeah, and they were divided in six. It was like oh, I. That's right. You didn't. Yeah, I remember. It was divided, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't just like this open floor plan. It was like music, photos, math. You know, I don't know. There was like these really weird, arbitrary things like mute, like music and photos, as if those two things are just so far apart that they can't exist in one Mac. But we at that time had uh, assigned sections. So imagine being trapped in your bathroom in San Francisco for eight hours. It'd be terrible. It'd be terrible. So, but someone, you know, came to me and said, hey, I'm, I want to learn about the iMac. Like, no one ever says, look, I take photos and do absolutely nothing else. Can you help me? Mm -hmm. Like, well, yes, I'm in the photo section. That's what I do. You know, it's like, hey, I'm thinking about buying a Mac, right? It's like, that's the unit that you think about. So I would take them from photos to music to sell a computer. And they'd be like, look, Jordan, you got to stay in your section. you got to stay in your section. And I'm like, and I'm trying to do the thing that, well, you can't, you can't I, that I think you is right. You can't you in a box. That's a, no, that's well, a bad idea. Well, that's, I mean, I'm not a box person. I mean, what, once someone, it doesn't matter how big You're the box is. You're not even wearing shoes right now. <laughs> I'm hot. <laughs> I thought about taking my socks off, but. but no, we won't no, do that. Well, no, I'm not going to do that. I have I have a certain level of respect for you. I appreciate that. It's somewhere between my socks and my shoes. <laughs> what did the conversation go like? Okay, well, you know, they said, "Look, you got to stay in your section." And of course, you know me, so I'm going to be like, "Okay." Well, well, <laughs> I think your parents were like, you know, at some point we just knew, yeah, that it's he true. was just going to be his own person, and he just we couldn't control him. Well, that's true. And, well, you know, they brought me to a psychologist. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. And the, the, and the, had, and the yes. psychologist interviewed me, and the next week they said, we have to talk to you. And my parents were like, why do you have to talk to us? Like, he's the problem. No, he's the, he's problem, the problem, not us. Yeah, he's the problem. And, and they said, look, is it more important that he doesn't eat on the carpet or he doesn't run in the street? Pick your battles. Because, yeah. you know, he's going to win. So, he's gonna, so uh, back, back to no, Apple. No, but, but, but it, it's telling about your personality, though. Totally, totally. I mean, Totally. Um, so, so they, they said, you got to stay in your section. And, you know, there are two responses to this that's like, 
no problem. You know, or <laughs> on it, boss. You know, yeah, on it, yeah, on it, boss. Like, I'm happy to stay in this box. Anything I can do for this job, you know. Yeah. But you know, but the but the absurdity of that thing. This is a, I, the way that I feel about this is is how the United CEO responded to that guy being in Craig. <laughs> where yeah, where he said, "Look, we followed procedure." A procedure for in step fourteen, Ugh. you beat the customer. Step yep. fourteen, you pummel his face. Procedure says that's what. Yeah, procedure he says was a non-compliant yeah. passenger. So. He was a not. Then you beat him, and then people said, "Should he be beating your customers?" He's like, "Oh, oh maybe not." Yeah. So that's kind of how I feel about sections. You know, sections at Apple. I was like, okay, no. So the way the way that the way that I got fired was. I went over the conversation, or was there a conversation? I've been fired, and actually, there was no conversation. I mean, there was, but well, okay, I want to hear well, you guys. Yeah, yeah. So, so, okay, so how, <laughs> how it worked is I, you know, we had this, like, riff, which was like, look, I think that you should support the customer in whatever way that I think is best. I, I'm, like, no one's going to buy a Mac if they have to talk to seven people about its functions. Like, it's just... It's just like, forget it. I'll do it online. I'll buy a PC. Like, I'm not going to do this. So I was like, I felt that I was like following the right way. I, but I wasn't like following directions. I was like doing what I thought was best for the customer. And Apple was not set up like that. Yeah. At, at least at the time. Maybe, I don't know what it's like now. But I don't think it's anything like that now. Yeah. But it's like, okay, look. <laughs> you, were like, too, you were too far ahead of your time, man. It was too, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so what happened was I showed up one time and they're like, and I wasn't on the schedule. I, was, I wasn't on the schedule. And I called. Classic. Classic. And I called, you know, and I called to have a casual conversation with the, uh, okay. this was Art's boss at the time. No yeah. Yeah. So, so on the phone, the guy was like, yeah, so you, the season's ended. We don't need you anymore. I'm like, but I was hired as a full-time employee. Like, what do you mean the season's ended? He's like, well, you know, we're, you know. <laughs> And I was like, did, did I just get fired by being removed from the schedule? You forgot to fire me? Like, yeah, we forgot to fire it's you. It's so office spacey, right? Like, mm, it'll yeah. work itself out. It'll just, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, let's just, like, let's, let's just avoid the conflict. Just oh, remove Lord, him. Lord. I'll get around to it. You know, and I, I just, <laughs> and so I just, I had this moment that was, it was so, oh, it was just so strange. It's a very strange way to be fired, and I just thought, like, yeah. Well, right. yeah. I mean, for on, on your part, like, you didn't think you were fired. No, you know, like, you're like, I'm, I'm here to work. Yeah, I'm, I'm here to work. work. Yeah, yeah. And everyone else was like, oh, he doesn't work here anymore. Like, what are you, what are you crazy? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just like, just, just erase him. You know, like, just erase, just erase him from the world. And let's yeah. like just pretend he doesn't exist. Well, it was very. It was there's, there's like I'm sure there's a movie that's like this, right? Where you just everyone for just if like, not the should be. There should be like where no one sees play. this. Oh, the uh, it's kind of like the Langoliers. You know, I never saw that. I don't, even, I don't even know what that is. It's a Stephen King movie. That what happens is there are these people that are at an airport and they're like six hours in the past, always. Oh boy. And what happens? They're not going to get their flight. Well, <laughs> no. What? But what happens is that. They're going to show up and be like, where's, are we boarding yet? And they're like, that flight doesn't board for six hours. No, 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 even better. There was no they're one. Like, we'll just hang out. Just let us no, know. No, no. There was, it, it was, they, they had just like slipped out of reality. And mm -hmm. how, how the world worked in this scenario was that there was like 10 hours of time that existed after the present moment of like in the past. 
and they were like six hours. And the Langoliers were the little monsters that came and ate up the rest of the world oh, to no. make sure there wasn't like too much entropy in the world yeah, or something. Too much. too much stuff going on, you know? So they had to like, they had to like get on a plane and fly so back into the future. these time munchers. Yeah, they're time munchers, yeah. Mm. It is, a, it, is a, it is a snakes on a plane level C minus movie. Yeah, wow. you've got to see it. I got to see that. Yeah. So, okay. So I want to I wanna hear about your, we, we talked about my yeah, I awful. Got, I got fired. Well, you got. Well, no, tell me about your target experience. Mm. Tell me your target experience. So it was target. Well, dude, tell, so tell me I how you just, started. Tell me where you were at at the time. Was this Apple? I mean, I mean well, so me, I just got out. Just got out of the military, and okay. I just I just needed a job. A job. I just needed to pay yeah. the bill. Yeah, yeah I, just, I look. Yeah, I just yeah. Get the keep the I lights got on. Rent. I got I rent. Pay. I got a rent. How am I gonna pay it? Okay. Get a job at Target. Do you remember what minimum wage was at the time? You were getting paid minimum wage. I Definitely assume. minimum wage. Uh, I want to say something like six seventy-five. Uh, no, it was. I think it was like something like twelve. No, maybe not twelve. Couldn't have been. 12. Le- it might have been less than twelve. I don't know. Okay. Something around twelve, maybe. I, I don't really remember. It was borderline. Maybe it was ten fifty. Yeah. I think it was ten fifty, maybe. Okay. Yeah, ten fifty. That's a lot. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was not a lot. Uh, so tell me about the application process. Boy, I don't know. I think I applied um, on one of those computers in the Target. You know how they got the stations? <laughs> so you showed up. You're, showed up. You're, you're buying I'm some Kentucky buying, bourbon. I'm probably buying, some, buying something. I'm probably <laughs> Kentucky bourbon for Getting sure. some batteries or something. I'm like, well, <laughs> you're like, might you're, as well get a job like, here. My water heater is beeping. I need some batteries. So, <laughs> you know, so they, they, they called me, I guess. I, I, actually, I, I really have very little recollection. <laughs> How I got the job. Okay, that's the perfect type of job. It's just um, like... I remember once I started, I had a week of um, like front of house training, but I was I was a back of house person. I was doing the inventory. Okay, uh, they, they trained you how to use the the. Yeah, account. I had to do cashier for a while, and I really liked the. I know you liked cashier. I really yeah, liked yeah. it. I really, really, really liked it. I, I got to interact with customers. I got to ask them about their day, and people were really over it. Like nobody wants to talk to you at Target. No. Nobody wants to. No. They're just like just. No, it's just like I'm here to buy the diapers. I, I hate my life. <laughs> like because I got the last thing diapers. they want to do is talk to the checkout person. At yeah, Target. And, and you're like, hey, I'm Zach. I'm I just like, came back from the. Pleased yeah, to meet you. Pleased to meet you. I don't talk to people much. Do you know, you could get five percent off if you sign for the Target credit card. <laughs> Well, well, buying some water, huh? Buying some water. <laughs> we must yeah. be thirsty. Yeah, so you like gum too, huh? Me too. Boy. <laughs> I was really into it. So I had a really fun week of training. Okay. Uh, and then I got put in the back. And I'm like, okay, your training's done. Time to go to the back. Yeah. And uh, we were doing this. We were preparing for this thing called physical inventory where, where a third party comes in and counts every single <laughs> item Every single <laughs> skew in the entire store. That just seems so, like, can't you have technology? Oh, it's I mean, maybe it's a time. Maybe craziness. it's a time. Yeah, they, yeah. Do, they prepare for this for three months out of the year. Oh, okay. Three months. So basically, they so know nine they're... months where they're not preparing. And three months with <laughs> yeah, yeah. nothing but preparing for this thing. So basically, if you're stealing things from Target, <laughs> do it in those nine months before they prepare for yeah. inventory. So what they're basically, my job was, was uh, to stack and pack all of the items in the entire store to be counted on this one day. It was like a 12-hour... day of reckoning. It was, yeah, it's like a 12-hour <laughs> day where this third party comes in and literally scans everything. What, it's a third party, so there's not, you know... There's, what's there's the company? No, what's that company name? Oh, God, I don't know. It's a... It, Count it, or something. It's some, <laughs> some bullshit contractor. And they give zero fucks about anything. They came in and talked to us about how we should be doing stuff, and they're like, just... 
don't pack more than five, face the UPCs out, we don't care. It was like, we're yeah. like, mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, taking notes. I'm like, okay, yeah, it sounds really interesting. Well, you're trying to do, you're trying oh, to do your like, job military do style, right? Like, yeah. yeah, and then and then about three weeks into it, I realized that this is just not for me. Why? What? 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 It just, what? No, 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 it just no. really went downhill from from being cashier to a month later. No, tell me, tell me what that was. What? What is that thing where you were just like? Damn, my life is not my life this is terrible. It was a terrible time in my life. What? What was uh, that thing? What was that moment? There was well, it was my just, moment's a box. Organizationally, Target was kind of a mess. As far I mean, it was very. I worked in a very small part of it, a very small visibility yeah, yeah. into the organization. Yeah, yeah. But there was one person with a, with a forklift license, and she was never around. <laughs> well, um, you got the license. They gave me, you... basically, I was sort of the manager of this inventory project, and they gave me, like, three people who didn't give a shit about yeah. anything. Yeah. They were like, they didn't want to work up front. Yeah. They didn't want to do anything. They, they didn't just, want to do anything. Put them in the back. Like, they're, like, the back. they're like, what do you want me to do? I'm like... We gotta count this stuff, and here's how we gotta do it. We gotta arrange this. We oh, and you're military. Oh, you're planning. Gotta, you're, okay, okay, yeah. And yeah, they're yeah. like, Ugh. it was like it was it was a very challenging time for me. <laughs> wow, it still burns a little bit. And doing it for like three weeks, two weeks even, maybe two weeks. Maybe, I think I worked there for less than less than two months. I, it was not very long. <laughs> I just realized that this just this just wasn't gonna work. I, I would come in. What and, was the, what was the why? Because the people that were under you just didn't. What was the thing? Was what was like, the thing? I was just it just wore me wore me down every day. It was just it was just nobody cared. The the organization didn't care. Like the company, like nobody cared. Nobody cared. You know, I went to. It was like, wh why are you even here? Why yeah. is everybody here? Yeah. Yeah. The forklift person doesn't show up. Nobody wants to do anything. Yeah. I got to like yell at people to get people to get anything oh, to happen. Oh, you're you're trying a military style like, no, what are you I doing? Know, I don't even yeah. know if it was really full like on military stuff. It was just like I'm just trying to just do my job, man. Yeah. And no one wanted to do the job. It was bad. It was really bad. I didn't want I didn't even want to do my job. Yeah. It was terrible. Wait, was that because of the content of your job or that you had to manage people that just didn't want to do everything? Yeah. Everything was everything was bad. Everything was bad. Mm. So, I come to the parking lot one day. I'll, I'll cheers to I'll cheers to that. I'll, I, and I and I pulled up to start my shift. And I sat in the car, and I said to myself, "No, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not going in. I'm just not gonna go in. I'm gonna sit here for ten minutes, and I'm not gonna go through those doors. I'm not doing it today." So I stopped showing up. I didn't say anything. I just didn't show up anymore. And about three days later, they called me and they're like, hey, you going to come pick up your last check? I'm like, yeah, man, I'll come pick it up. That's so... It was never even like, hey, we need to correct your behavior or why didn't you show up? It was like, we know you hated it. Yeah, yeah. We had this happen all the time. So just come get your last check and we'll, we'll all just move on from this. And I was totally fine. I was yeah, totally like, fine like with that? it. It was great. I don't, you know, I don't end things that way at jobs. I worked, <laughs> I worked at the container store, and I got mistaken for working at the container store one time. <laughs> oh, because you were wearing blue or something. Yeah, wearing like, blue. You're like, you're like <laughs> when you wear everyone, they're like, we don't have any uniforms. Like, we're like, <laughs> looking for magnets. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I think they're down this way. Okay. So, I had two jobs at the time. I worked at Palm, and I 
and the, I actually, I was interviewing at the container store and they had a philosophy there. It's like the customer first, you know, it was very much the thing I was missing at Apple, which is like, just do what's right. Mm. Just do what's right. We're not going to tell you what's right. Just do what's right. You know, I was like, wow, this is great. And I was, I was in the, the training session and their founders, Garrett and someone else were, you know, they would come and train you at the time and it was before they were crazy and um, they were bought out or something. I don't know what happened, but so I had, uh, as I like took my 15 minute break of the training session and I got called by Palm and this is, I interviewed, you know, the way that I started my Palm job was that I was in undergrad living in my parents' house. I played the Sims and I played the Sims uh, Sunday from seven, from like three p.m. to 3 a.m. and my sims character like had a girlfriend had a job had a house <laughs> and i realized my i spent 12 hours and my sims character had everything i didn't have that's funny and so i was so upset i was like i swore off video games i haven't really played seriously video games ever since mm. i mean 100 years ago wow. and i was just it was too on the nose right it was too like this sims character did everything in 12 hours that you could have done in 12 hours but your dumbass <laughs> Decided to help this cartoon character instead of yourself because you're an idiot. And so anyways, I, I applied for a bunch of jobs. This was like many months before I got the container job. So Palm, after delaying for... The only reason I got the interview at Palm is I used the word keen on the job application. And the recruiter had only ever heard that word used in Australia. And she's like, I like that word. I'll interview this person. I know. It's just oh, it's like... so weird. I know. I shouldn't have got hired. So... So I was, and they, and they said, hey, are you still down to work at Palm? And I, I had just accepted the shopping container store. I said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I worked part-time in the container store at Palm. So container store, working, working, working. It was my birthday. I had started in the morning at Palm. I had done three finals. And then I had to go to the container store. And I went to the container store, and there was this person that was mid-level retail. They had worked in mid-level retail her entire life. And at least at the time, it felt like... She loves having authority over people. And there's nothing that makes me, that grates me more than the, the notion of, you should do this because I am the authority, right? Like, that is just not my, it's like, convince me for a reason, not because you happen to have authority over me. Mm. So I remember I was up, it was like a Wednesday or something. I was upstairs. I sat down in one of the chairs, and she's like, you can't sit down. And I'm like, look, you know, I've had a long day. I can see the elevator and the stairs. And I'm at a vantage point where there's no customers here. I can see if a customer, and I'll stand up and I will absolutely engage that customer. Like, just, you know, just give me a break. She, of course, did not give me a break because it was not <laughs> my job to have a break. Mm -mm. So then I was in the back. I was like getting something for customers. She's like, what are you doing back here? It's like, I'm getting something for customer. And she's like, that's Adam's job. I'm like, I just, there's no one else here. Adam's like helping someone else. Like, can I just do the right thing? She's like, that's Adam's job. That's all you want to do is the right thing. I just want to do the right thing. So uh, I was like, okay, well, and I was just done, Zach. It was like 10 p.m. And yeah. we have this meeting at 10. And I, actually, I'll tell you another story about this, but we had this meeting at 10 p.m. And I clocked out. And there's this meeting. And I just walk out. I, there's the meeting, there and is. I just walk past the meeting. Man, I feel you, man. And I'm just like, 
I'm done. I can't, I can't handle this. I'm going to snap. I'm going to snap. I just need to be out of this situation. That's the only thing I can do right now. I get to get out of the situation. Okay, do it. And so I had this one woman who was training to be a cop. And I had asked her about this, and she's like, I want to be a cop because I want to crack some skulls. Bust some skulls. She wants to bust some skulls. And, and we it. just, like, got along. I just, like, liked her, you know? Yeah. And and it's funny because she eventually she got to become a cop. She didn't bust any skulls. She just needed to, she just needed to go through that experience, and she was, she was very nice. But she, she's like, just come, Jordan, come back. And I said, no, I'm not coming back. I already clocked out. I'm not getting paid for this. And mm -hmm. later, the container store was sued because they forced people to stay after their shift for this team meeting. And so there was like a huge class action lawsuit. But anyways, I was out of there. She's like, come back. I'm like, no, that woman is a, I just am not, I'm not into this. And I have to go now. I don't care what happens. And um, have you seen that scene in Donnie Darko where Donnie is uh, the principal there and the, and the parents and, and, uh, and the, the principal says to the dad, like, um, what is it that your son called her? And like, and then you, you see the, the, and it's like, he called me a, nah, 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 nah. you know, I forget what he said, but, um, but it was like, and the dad starts laughing because like, it was such a, you know, like I could see my son doing that basically. And, and I, I thought it was probably justified in this scenario. Right. So I had that kind of interaction with the, the main manager and I'm like, look, you know, she just wanted me to do that. She just was all over me. I was done. Like, and mm. she said to me, this is going on your permanent container store record. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, it's like, well, there goes like, my well, life. Yeah. Your, your chances for corporate are over. Yeah. Yeah. Are over. That yeah. Shit. yeah. So, so I, so like three months later, um, we're having this meeting. It's like 7am. Everyone's there. And you know, it's like January right after December. And they said, you know, here's what's happening. Da 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 da. We're like cutting hours because you know the season's not over, and the whole meeting ends. And there's like, does anyone have any questions? Like, well, are, is anyone like losing their job? And they're like, yes, and also that. <laughs> you know, and it's like, how do you call everyone? So in, oh uh, yeah, you know, it's like yeah, we're also letting people go. So, so they let me go. They, so here's the thing. I came into work. They're like, you'll know your next shift. They won't even like tell you then. So you had to come into your next shift. So I come into my next shift and I said to the store manager, I'm like, do we need to talk? Because there's no effing way that I am working this three hour shift right. at 9 p.m. If you're going to let me go, don't add insult to injury. Yeah. Let's be adults. And they said, she's like, no, no, I just have to go to lunch. And it was like, it was 6 p.m. It was her lunch hour. So things got to end, man. Well, so, but at nine, so they, they're like, <laughs> you know, they, over the PA. So I go up there and I said, what's going on? I'm like, well, your, you know, your job is, is ending. Is that summer? Yeah. And I, I said, um, <laughs> the first thing I said is, what's my severance? <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, yeah, right yeah, is right. Yeah. And, you know, and it just, it just ended and I, boy, it was, it was the right thing. Right. But that's, I just, that's what, that's, yeah. that's what it comes down to is. Mm. Sometimes it's just it's the right thing. No, I mean it, it sounds like both of these situations oh. were, I don't know, in some sense similar. It was just the right thing to do. You have to. I think this is how you learn, it. though. Yeah. You learn. You learn by getting in situations that are bad. I mean, I just you know I I I, I, read, I heard this somewhere. There's a person at Ford that is responsible for the left rear view mirror thing. You know, the one on the left side. What is that thing called? The, the left rear view mirror. But those those things, those are called rear view mirrors? The, There's the, three rear view mirrors on a car. 
Well, there's no. one in the middle there. Oh, and those are called rear view mirrors, those things. Well, I assume if you're sitting in the yeah. in the car and yeah. you look up yeah. and they're, they're looking out the back of the yeah. thing, and then there's one on the left side yeah. and the right yeah. your passenger. There's a person that's responsible for just sure. the left one. Sure. You know, and Big company like Ford, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I just kind of wonder how that person got to find that place. You know, then and this is my thing. I love driver's side rear view mirrors. They're really into it. Yeah. Maybe that's his thing. Yeah. I yeah. yeah. I just think it's like, but I I kind of feel that my career path is like find all the things you hate first. Mm. <laughs> you know, I just like I you know, like you you knew you knew that you hated this job. It's harder to f to figure out if you like a job, yeah. but it's very easy to find out if you hate a job. The weird thing is that if you really think you're going to like a job a lot, and then you find out that actually you kind of don't like it that much, mm. that's the worst. Yeah. You know, because you could you yeah. could easily be like, oh, I would I would hate to do this or hate to do that. Expectation setting. You know, and then the worst is if you like are really you really w genuinely want to do something, and you're like, yeah. oh. It's totally not what I thought it was mm. going to be. I always really liked uh, Dirty Jobs, Mike Rowe. Yeah, you yeah. know him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. would love to do what he does. Where you just kind of, you do like a job for a day and then, you know, you get to experience so many different things. It's like Jobs Tapas. Yeah. You know, you get to have yeah, a little yeah. bit of a job. <laughs> I love Tapas. Every day. Who doesn't like Tapas? It's, well, not, I, it's know, totally non-committal. I have this idea, you know, I have this idea. Tell me. That's like, how it works is that you and other strangers get together so that you can experience every restaurant tapas style. So you all can, you can all basically turn every restaurant into a tapas restaurant by having a little bit of everything. This is like the ultimate splitting your meal with somebody. It's ultimate you're splitting splitsies. it like a hundred ways. A hundred ways. With this a bunch is, of different people. But this is why, this, then you can say, what do you think about X restaurant? And you can say, I had the whole menu. I had the entire menu and I can tell you what I think about it. You know, you can't be like, look, I've only had the oysters there and they weren't great. You know, but you don't really know. We talked about this. This is a Yelp for one. It's like, what is this? What is the one thing this restaurant is good at? Like yeah. Red's Java House, it's good at being on the water. It's not good at Java? You know what I'm talking about? It's his house. That's what I'm saying. It's I, a Java house. I don't. Maybe they mean Java in a different way. Did you have the Java? I, I haven't. Mm. I did see a bunch of scooters getting drunk mm. there the other mm. day, though. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's over. Scooters are, speaking of ending, scooters are ended. Yeah. Mm. We can't talk about scooters. It's a little, it's too, too, a little too topical. It's too top. It's too, <laughs> too raw. It's too raw. I, yeah, I, I do, this notion of endings to me is, is fascinating because, you know, with a job, assuming that you're not so financially strapped that you, that you need rent tomorrow, um, a job is one thing. Ending relationships is another. No. I mean, not not just, you know, all types of friendships, whatever. Yeah, that that's hard. I mean, it, it, it takes... Hmm. It takes going through it a lot, I think, to even, even start to feel comfortable with it. For me, it's just been... I don't know. You have to learn how to do this, you know, and and, and it's mm. it's like it's like with a job, yeah, you you can you can quit or you can get fired or, or whatever happens, mm. but like you move on and you've and it's like there's not this emotional component to it. Yeah. Whereas with friends well, it, and relationships, it, it, it's it's so much more emotional. But the job, it it you know, I, I do feel when you leave or you get fired from a job, you wake up the next day and you're like, oh my god, I gotta wash the whatevers or I gotta. 
I got to do the spreadsheet. And you're like, oh, no, that no, doesn't no. matter to me anymore. No, it doesn't that matter. Doesn't, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. You, don't, you don't do that anymore. Yeah, I don't, do that. yeah I, don't, I don't do it anymore. And, um, but with, you know, with friendships, it's like this s- different thing when you realize that either people are poisonous for you or, or mm-hmm. even that they don't add to your life, you know? That's the hardest thing. Yeah. I think the hardest thing is, like, you know, for, uh, friendships don't necessarily pay you like a job one. Yeah, yeah. Right? They're rewarding in their own kind of way, but it's really hard to have a friendship or a relationship that, like, you know, isn't rewarding and you finally realize that it's that it's this mm. way. And you and you look back on, on all that time that you spend, you're like, what did I get? Like, what did yeah. I, what did I learn? What did I earn out of this? You know, what, what, what did, what did they get yeah. from it? And it's just so hard to, it's just so damn hard to, to let these things go. You know, it's, it's just never easy. Well, there's something that, there is something about escape velocity in a friendship, right? Where you've had a friend for so long that you're like, well, I've known them forever. Even if you've grown so far apart, and there are some friends that you can just pick up and keep going with. And I think there are some friends that you realize like, oh, I'm going somewhere. I mean, whatever that somewhere is, and it's a different somewhere than the somewhere you're going. Mm-hmm. And realizing that gap is like, oh, I, I know I've known you for a long time, but we're just not going in the same direction. Yeah. I mean, how do you do it? This is the interesting thing to me is that yeah. I, I had a whole conversation with this clinical psychologist, and, and you know, she works with uh, cases of. Um, uh, like child abuse, mm-hmm. and so she's a she's part time because the only way you can do that job is part time. Oh, I'm, I mean, I can't even imagine. Yeah, I well, I I can't imagine either. But I had asked her this question, like, how do I deal with this? And she's like, who's the person that's initiating the contact? I said, well, this friend is the person that's initiating. She's like, just let it go, just like let it slide. And and I thought, you know do I have an obligation to this person to be like fully honest and direct and, you know, but, but the calculation was if they're not going to get it, right? Like if, if hurting their feelings is not going to help them improve, then don't hurt their feelings. And that's, man, it was so, it was such a struggle for me to think about, oh, ghost, you know, how, how did you, I mean, you had some people in your life a couple of years ago that you, that you got, you know, you exchanged. <laughs> what did you, what was the, what was the process there? How did you deal with this? Well, I mean, I think that the most important thing for me was identifying that these people were toxic in my life. Um, and it does make things easier. I mean, it's never going to be like, oh, good, you're not in my life anymore. But I do think that, I don't know, maybe there's some turning point where you're like, oh, I just, I get what's healthy for me and I get what's not. And I think that that only comes after going through maybe some unhealthy relationships, unhealthy friendships. Did you talk to them? No. No, I mean, and that's the thing is, is I don't know, it, it, it's hard to say like, oh, well, let's have a... Let's have a discussion with people that have like a toxic influence in my life, and let's try to, let's try to like you know let them understand like what's going on, and maybe and maybe that would have been the quote unquote right thing to do, you know, to really be you know, sort of confront them about it and be like, you know, you're 
this is how I perceive our friendship and here's why I'm making mm -hmm. the decision I'm about to make. But that takes an immense amount of uh, fortitude and, um, you know, just, just like it, it tears up all kinds of emotional things. It's just something I couldn't do. I just couldn't get there, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, yeah. yeah, sure, it would have been great to be like totally like, you know, confrontational and, 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 and be like, okay, so you're not going to be my life anymore. See you later. You know, but what what is I mean, like? How does that yeah. help anybody? You know, yeah. And like, like you really have to consider: is that conversation going to lead to positive change in the future? Yes. Yeah. I think this is the I metric. Don't know, right. I like, think this is the metric because I um, boy, I think this is totally the metric. Is like, is this is this short term pain for long term game? I went on a I went on a date one time, and. That we had had this like weird scheduled thing that she's like, look, I have a concert that I have to go to. If the date goes well, you can come to the concert. Like that was like set up ahead of time. Wait a second. Is this like I put $5 on the table and every time you don't refill my water, I take a dollar away? <laughs> kind of, because, because, because those people at restaurants... That's messed up. That is so messed up. I don't know. What you're you don't know about, about this. I don't know about this. Tell me about it. Okay, so basically, basically, this. there is this there is this notion that that uh, you go to like an Applebee's or something. Of course, and you it's set an out. It's set always out, an Applebee's. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Jeffrey, you set out five dollars, and you, you and you tell the the waiter or waitress, you say, "Look, this is your tip. <laughs> if everything goes great, you'll get all five. No. And then you take dollars away as this is the most this is the shittiest Who thing you could possibly this? do. Who does there this? are people that do this. This is a thing. <laughs> Can you see this on YouTube? For sure. It's on the internet. Okay. It is so fucked up. I don't But this is such... exactly the same situation, right? She's like, look, if everything goes okay, you get the full tip. If not, well, Jordan, well, okay. You try. Well, but let me. Let so me... was she like holding it over you, like, oh, no, 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 no. It was very much like, okay. So we had, actually, it it ended up very in a very funny place because we had this conversation, and was it like was it like the first thing that that was discussed? No, we didn't talk about it at all. Actually, it was just ahead of time. We knew this. Was, I knew this was the case ahead of time. Oh, before... she wasn't like up front, and she wasn't like if. If everything goes okay, you get this. If not, you don't. It wasn't framed in that way, but I very much knew, like, it was something we basically had agreed upon in a not, in a, this is works way. You know, like, look, let's hang out. And it all seemed very logical, right? It was very logical. It's like, look, let's hang out and... This is dating a Vulcan. <laughs> yeah. it, it was, it, it's a great way to describe <laughs> it. So we went, we went on this, and, and I basically I knew, look, if this... If it was uncomfortable for both of us, we should just agree not to keep hanging out. It doesn't make sense. How many dates go like mildly okay for both parties and then someone breaks it up and they're like, well, I don't know. You know, it's like, they just, <laughs> like most people no, just don't want their feelings to true. be hurt. That's true. So, so what happens is like we had this like perfectly mediocre date. I mean, just like a straight five. You know, and I think that I, I kind of two and a half stars. Yeah, two and a half stars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like this is a Yelp three star review. It's like this is the kind of place I would go when I'm hungry. It's a bad you know? Coldplay song. It's like not offensive. <laughs> yeah, but no uh, one's gonna want to uh, go listen. The to way it. that Emily Short of Inkling described this to me was vexingly adequate. Yeah, it's a vexingly adequate date. Yeah, yeah. 
So we have this date, and afterwards she says to me, Jordan, I, I had a fine time, but this is not going to work. And I'm going to go to my concert, goodbye. And, and I, I just had this, like, I had these two emotions. One was I had this emotional, like, well, I don't want to be rejected. And then I had this, like, wow, what greatness was this moment where someone could just be fully honest that I was able, yeah. that, that this person was able to say, and I'll tell you, this story gets even funnier because later on the dating apps, we had connected again, and she's like, hey, you want to meet up? Da, da, da. I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I said, no. I said, no, because this is what happened. And oh, my the, God. But the greatest thing is she said to what? me, I said, I said, no, here, and it was a scar for me, right? So, so you said, no, also, I'm the guy who did the, you do, like, have to remind her? Yeah, 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 And I said, oh I said, I said, look, we went on this date at this place in Berkeley. Here's the thing we did. Here's what happened. Here's where you rejected me. Here's where you said no. We said, yeah, it was okay. And, and she's like, that totally sounds like something I would do. <laughs> and I was like, but, but, the, but she didn't actually say, I know. Oh, yes, you. I remember that. No, no, no. no I she's was, like, huh, sounds like me. It was a Tuesday in her life, you know? And but 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 there's but there's what? something I know I know I know but there was something that was like it was I had this weird like perfectly dissected moment that was like wow I hate this and I wish the entire world worked this way you know that was like I just don't I she was you, you never you never really know that's the thing is if you have a relationship with someone that isn't that just slowly starts to spread, it gets to a point where the right thing to do is not the honest thing to do. Hmm. And she did both the right thing to do and the honest thing to do, even though the honest thing to do was painful for me. Yeah. Like, I also kind of weirdly respected it. I was like, wow, yeah. no, I, I know her feeling. I, how often do you know someone's feeling? You never no, know someone's that, feeling. That, you never that, know. That is, I think that is a real rarity. It's rare. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, even even in the professional setting, like that doesn't happen. No, avoid avoid hurting. You know, right. there was like let let HR deal with it, and HR is like, we'll just let this blow over. We'll just stop paying the person. That's how. Or whatever. That's not like, in yeah, it, it it it. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny that 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 well, even even like I said in a professional, you know, setting where there really aren't that these kind of emotional consequences. That kind of stuff still happens. Okay. It doesn't happen, I mean. I, I have a quote. I'm reading this book, and it was the norms. Not the people that made the team so smart. The right norms could raise the collective intelligence of mediocre thinkers. The wrong norms could hobble a group made up of people who, on their own, were exceptionally bright. Wait, I'm not done. Teams need to believe that their work is important. Teams need to feel that their work is personally meaningful. Teams need clear goals and defined roles. Team members need to know how they can depend on one another, but most important, teams need psychological safety. And this whole book talks about Lauren Michaels in the early days of SNL, where everyone on the set hated each other. I mean, they just couldn't stand each other, but no one felt like they couldn't express their ideas. I mean, if you have Jimmy Fallon, how do you not hate? You don't like Jimmy Fallon. No, I'm just, I just imagine him being the kind of guy that's like, hey, buddy, what's up, what's up? Everyone's like, oh, my God. There's the guy. There's but, that guy. But, but all, everyone in SNL is that guy, you know? <laughs> it's a bunch of Jimmy's all right. It's around. a bunch of, why you got to be so rude? I got a human, too. Man, Lauren's, you know? been, Lauren's been doing SNL for a long time. Yeah. 
But I just, I, I just, um, there's something that I really love about that idea of brutal honesty. And I don't, I don't, I mean, the I, problem is it's brutal. To me, to me, brutal honesty sounds really, really like good, but then, like, I really wouldn't be into it, I don't think. I think I'd really honestly rather not. I don't know. Maybe that's just me because I'm like. But I feel that. No, well, well, okay, I, just... I am with you. No, I'm 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 with you. I, I'm totally with you. That's the, a different mentality, maybe. No, no, no. I'm with you. I'm with you because it feels uncomfortable. But th but there's something about it that I want to. You know, you listen to like the Tim Ferrisses of the world who say like what I was like. I guess I had heard that he was the drummer at like a Danzig or there was some there was some like second rate band that was playing and. Tim Ferriss had to be, in like, he had two days to learn to be the drummer on this, like, the their most popular song, and he played at a concert, and he did it, and and I, I do think that there's something valuable about, about putting yourself in uncomfortable situations, and I'm really worried about the gap of you don't know what you don't know, hmm. and and I just, how how else can you improve if, I mean, can you imagine if, your, if your wife started, no, 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 yeah. no, if you, let's say that your wife hated some things that you did. Yeah. Right? Let's just imagine that possible scenario, if that ever could be true. No, that would not be true. That would, of course that would not be true. There's nothing she, she loves everything. Yeah. yeah. But, but, so let's say it was the first thing, and then the second thing, and then the third thing, and she never said anything, the resentment would be building, and it would, I mean, isn't that a fissure in your relationship? And maybe we're talking about two different things of a job versus a personal relationship versus a marriage, but oh. I feel like the things that are going unsaid should be said in some circumstances. In some circumstances. In some circumstances. I, Where, I think. What's the I line? think. Okay. I think that there are things that don't need to be said. Uh, I, I, I think I, you're right. I think. I think you're right. Hmm. I think that the question is how, where's the how do you know there's a spectrum right there's a spectrum, yeah, there's of, a like, spectrum. of like complete and utter brutal honesty mm -hmm. versus like everything's fine all the time I'm gonna mm -hmm. keep it all inside mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right and 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 none of those I think neither of those are healthy yeah you know um, and I think it's just like where, where's your threshold where where do you feel like you need to start I think telling someone that something is, is okay bothering. I think this is the best quote that I've heard, and I think this is the way to find the line. Try to take responsibility for the way people hear you. Take responsibility for the way people hear you. Yeah. Okay. Like, so oh, it's my fault. Maybe you didn't understand me. Well, like, so if you say to me, I don't like that shirt, Jordan, right? I wouldn't say that to you. I'm it's a great shirt. It's a, I mean, I, I, I bought hypothetically, a hypothetically, I, I, okay, hypothetically, but but so so if you said that to me, what this quote is trying to evoke out of you is, if I'm hurt by it, you are responsible for it, not based on what you said, but based on how I interpreted what you said. So, and your responsibility hmm. lies in my emotional response to what you said. No, I think it's totally. I think it's, I think the total opposite. I think the That's absolute, such a high absolute bar. opposite. I, I can't know. control how you feel about what I what I say. I, that, that's. But you do. But this is. I mean, I think this is why our our friendship, and this is why the podcast is called "Not My Favorite," <laughs> because 
because I know you hate burrata, for example. And you... You know it's growing on me, but... Okay. but uh, what, So recently we went to an event with some friends and, and they said burrata and, and, you, and, and you looked at me and you said, oh, that's my favorite. <laughs> but, you, but the reason that you didn't share that is because you were taking responsibility for the way that your vocalization would have made other people feel. And you felt that, this is the only thing I can imagine was the case, you felt that it would be imposing on people's choices by saying, by saying, I don't like it. Oh, I don't like to impose. I know. But I think that this is the same thing as try to take responsibility for the way people hear you because people would have mm. heard. Mm. Okay. I see where you're getting in. That's very interesting. That's really interesting. Uh, hmm. I think that's why I like you because I don't know that I've ever heard you say one bad thing about anyone ever. I try to keep it positive. You know, I will say. Uh, it's a bar I aspire to. You know what's funny is I'm kind of trying to make this commitment lately to be more positive. To be more positive? I don't know how yeah. you can get any more positive. I know it's crazy, but uh, I feel like I can be. I feel like I feel like sometimes I'm a little negative. <laughs> no, it sounds I don't sound crazy. I don't think so. But I This um, is a you know, this is a Zen thing. That Zen masters don't ever say any negative things because the way they feel about the world is like they're the only way that you can think of yourself as a good guy is for you to think that there are bad guys. Otherwise, we're just all guys. And if we're just all guys, then there are no good guys, there are no bad guys, we're just people. Yeah, and we're just people. Yeah. And people are imperfect and yeah. impermanent, and we mm -hmm. should just you know, embrace the time that we have yeah. with each other and yeah. try not to be too negative. I, hmm. I, yeah, I do feel like, though, sometimes I have... I don't know, negative thoughts, and um, I actually have been making a very, like, real commitment to myself yeah. to, to be more positive about things. Maybe I, I don't need to be. Maybe I could be more negative. I don't I, know. Like I, like, I have to blow off steam. Go for it. No, no, no. I, I just meant generally. <laughs> Let it happen. No, no, I don't mean this second. I meant that's how I have to deal with those types of things. With the negativity, you mean? Or, or what? Well... Yeah, because the the problem is the way that I'll, I'm like, in some ways, I think in very binary terms where it's like, oh, no, they're out to get me, you know, and I just have to be like, and I just have to like, let, I have to be like, yeah, they're, you know, they're trying to, and then after I let that go, I'm like, oh, yeah, and I just like, I'm over it. I feel like a lot of times in the moment uh, when I try to find the positivity or try to uh -huh. try to see you know things in a different light people are like no they're wrong you know like people, I, it, it's really hard to be like the mm. the hey what about their what about them kind of kind of mm. person you know when you're on that kind of side of things and people are like and everyone is on is on you know your side or against them or whatever it's it's really hard to kind of be like both sides positive like that's a really yeah. tricky thing to, to 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 be especially with like you know like the political stuff going on and oh, with, with, yeah. with like the divisiveness in the country right now and like it's like really hard to be positive about like everything yeah. you know because there is such clear lines of like no those people are wrong those people are, yeah. are this or those people are that and were this and were that you know but it's like Hey, you know, can, can can there be positivity across yeah. the board here? You know, do, do we have to be like 
negative about certain things, and that's really, really, really hard where we live and, and this time that we're yeah. in right now and, you know, all that stuff, trying to be positive and trying to be see the, 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 the bright side of, of both sides of, of any argument is, is hard. Yeah. But you know what? I'm going to try. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Try to be more positive. No. Well, that's my... Okay, well, that's, that's funny because... It just I just feel you're the most positive person I know, and that's why you know I try I try to maintain and to build friendships with people that I aspire to be, oh. you know, or to and and I, that's how I feel about you, and and I I just I just never have, yeah I just I don't know that I've ever really heard any, I think only when you're drunk have I heard like one or two negative things. Yeah, I've said you know, uh, but like I think three things in my entire life where you're like. Oh well, I don't like that thing. I'm like, what? <laughs> well, I mean, you don't uh, like something. I mean, my like... personal, yeah, my personal, hmm, like opinions of stuff. I think I'm a little more loose with, you know. But if people's feelings or perspectives, mm -hmm. like I, I, I have a really hard time, like, even believing, you know, that that someone's perspective could be wrong. You know, like they're they're experiencing their their life how they how they are and like I, I, it's I, really hard for me to be like no you're wrong I mean this is yeah. this is the right thing like I, I just I really want to just lift everybody up equally you yeah. know and the way you know when I was managing uh, a group of folks uh, th that I worked with some people that were more timid hmm. and it took me like three to four months to train them I'm just loud I don't care I mean in the sense that I very value. I very much value your opinions, and I'd be like, "We should march to the left," and then people are like, "Okay," and then like a month later, I'm like, "We should march to the left," and they're like, "Should we march to the right because of A, B, C, and D?" I'm like, "Absolutely, we should march to the right," you know. And and uh, and after I kind of trained the team that it's like, "Look, I have loud opinions, but I don't like just give me some some reasons why why this isn't the right way. We just need to agree that there is a direction." And it's okay if you agree that this is not the right direction. Let's talk about it. Let's change it. But I don't want you to confuse my volume with my um, uh, with my deafness. You know, it's like just because I'm loud doesn't mean I don't care about the way that you see the world and the way that you want to go. I just don't want to not make a decision because we don't have a good idea. You know, it's like this is the best idea we have. We should go forward with it because we can only move forward. We can't... Well, a lot of times any direction is better than no direction. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also a lot of times, especially in our industry and what we do, the loudest person wins. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's so sad, it's sad. sometimes. It's yeah, sad. It's, it's like just because you're, you know, the most, <laughs> the, the, the loudest or whatever doesn't mean necessarily that, that you're right. So I think there's a balance there, um, you know, and... I think we fall in that trap sometimes, like just the person who's ever who 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 who's making the most noise about something is is gonna, yeah. is going to get their way, and so I think it's on us to um, try to lift all voices a little bit, try to try to um, really make a group effort to try to figure what 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 direction we should go. So that that's hard, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I appreciate you saying that I'm a positive person, but I yeah, yeah, I try to be. So how do you end relationships? I don't make relationships. I could be a lot better at it. Um, what, what, what's your ideal zap? I, I would say that I've ended some relationships gracefully and some relationships 
really not so gracefully. Um, yeah. I mean, and haven't we they're all, all they're all you know, each each person you know that I've had a relationship with, um, whether it's friends or or, or more, um, you know, has been an opportunity to, to learn stuff, and so. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, you can only kind of, I don't know, decide what you want to do next looking back at what you've done. Yeah. You know, it's like the, the, what I've learned from being with people or being friends with people and having to move on from those relationships will only inform stuff in the future. I will say for me, I wish, you know, if there is a spectrum of like brutal honesty uh, versus like total just like ghosting, <laughs> yeah, like not yeah. honesty and just kind of yeah, yeah, letting people go. I wish that I was much more. I'm mean, like, like personally, I want to be more on that transparent, communicative, honest side. Mm. Maybe not so much that it's like here's all the reasons and here's why you're messed up or here's like, why this isn't you know like like not not so explicit and kind of forceful and 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 uh, I don't know that that feels that feels like a little too rigid for me, but I think I'm way too far on the, on the side of mm -hmm. just like kind of letting people go, closing the book, closing you know ending the chapter and kind of moving on. Yeah. Um, I don't know what hmm, I guess. For me, why I think of, you know, when I think about kind of ending these relationships, I try to think about, well, what, you know, what do they get out of, out of me having these conversations? What do I get out of having these, these honest conversations? And I'm like, the math doesn't add up. I'm like, well, does it really make sense for me to really, like, get into this deep emotional, like, kind of zone with someone and really yeah. start, you know, well, analyzing it's like not really yeah. but does it really help anybody to just yeah. kind of leave and close the book and, and move on with somebody not really either yeah. you know and so I would say Gosh. I'm not great I'm really not great at ending these kind of relationships yeah. um, I don't I don't have a whole lot of examples of relationships or friendships that have ended in a way that I feel really good about yeah. you know uh, I don't know how to do very few very few this is the hardest thing because Look, I, I feel like I, the way that I would want someone to end a relationship with me would be brutally honest because I know that it would be short-term pain for long-term gain. Yeah. But I feel that the people that I want to end relationships with are those folks that don't have that same view and, and or if I were to express that brutal honesty, they wouldn't get it. Like it would only inflict pain for no long-term gain for the person. And so I don't, I mean, if... I'm friends with someone that I feel would benefit from that type of brutal honesty. That's the kind of person that I would continue to be friends with. <laughs> and the person that is straying away from me, that means that there is a breakdown in communication about communication. This is a paradox. It's you know, a paradox. That's what you're describing. It's a paradox. It's a paradox. <laughs> Damn. I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I mean, so, I mean, well, and also, you know, the other side of this is that you want to stop being friends with someone that you're making this value judgment on. It's an internal value judgment about, I don't want to be your friend because I don't think A, B, C, or D. And, and in 
as many ways as it is about them, it is also about you. And so, I, I mean, you know, throwing out the examples of someone burning down your home maliciously and not wanting to be friends with them, like, I'm not talking about that kind of thing. I'm talking about the thing where it's just like, hmm, I don't think they get it. I don't think they understand. And I don't, and I don't have any communication path for them to, un, to like, really understand how their actions impact me. Or, or whatever, right? Yeah. I don't want to fix that. Sometimes it comes down to like, you know, are you growing? Are they growing? Mm-hmm. Are you changing? Are they changing? Um, and it's it's a really hard thing to define, you know, but it, in some ways it feels like the right thing to do, but it also feels kind of shitty, so maybe we don't do it. Well, I mean, like, so, you know, you have a kid now, and I don't have a kid, Mm. and this is going to force you to grow in a way that I will not grow. It's going to force you to deal with uncomfortable social situations when your baby is whining, and it's just like, there is a possibility here that you could grow and learn in a way and love in a way that just makes your life so much different than mine, such that maybe our friendship can't survive that. Mm. And I and I don't I don't mean that in a negative way, but but it's just like, how do we, like, how, a I want to insulate myself from being broken up with by ghosting, mm. so that's like one thing, and the other thing is, you know, like what if the circumstances of our lives both change in such a way that I don't have a baby, you have a baby, and that just makes your world so different than mine such that our friendship can't survive that. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, to, to your ghosting point, I mean, I don't think I've really personally been ghosted, but... You've never been ghosted? You've I, never been I ghosted. I don't really think so. I mean... Target no, kind of no, ghosted no, you. I mean, <laughs> no, Target said, come get you. your last check. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've been, you know, I've obviously broken up with people who, who have, like, <laughs> aggressively... <laughs> You your, know, blocked your, me. Your ex girlfriend stories are uh, are of uh, our. It's another episode. Ex girlfriends are another episode. Um, <laughs> but I don't think I've been like, oh, where did this person go? Like with no warning or no like anything. Yeah, but I now can't imagine that being you. said, I have definitely done some ghosting. Oh, for sure. But oh, you're a ghoster. God, I mean, I know that's my problem. That's my problem. I don't know that it's a problem. I feel that the people I, I, that you I feel, I feel guilt. I feel I feel guilty about it. I feel like I feel like I, I could do, be yeah. a lot more. Yeah. Like I said, I, I could be how a lot more you, explicit about it. I could. But be like, how do you do that? Because the people that you want to ghost are the people that yeah, you feel or one feels that they will not understand or will not make an attempt to understand what you're saying. Because if they did or if they would, you would still be friends with them. So, again, it's this weird paradox. paradox yeah. It's a paradox where the reason that you're excommunicating them from your life is that you feel that you can't tell them why you are excommunicating them from your life. Maybe, maybe that's the, the, the point of education. The center of education for you and the moment of growth is transcending that and saying, hey, I know you're not going to understand this. Maybe one day you will. Maybe one day you will. But... Here's, so, it here's, so, 
Let me break it down for you. It sounds so arrogant, though, doesn't no, it? No, it's super arrogant, especially when if you look at their perspective. Yeah, yeah. Maybe one day. Like, maybe why did I do anything wrong? Maybe one day you'll understand why I understand things so much more than you. You know, and so it's just that like, day come. Yeah, yeah. So mm. I, I just like. Yeah, it's hard. I kind of feel you have to come down hard and say either I believe that if I have an honest conversation with this person that they will get it or not. And if they won't, um, and especially if you had time with that person, it's different if you're on a blind date because, hell, you don't give a shit. You know, it's just like, just go for it. Go but, the shit out of them. <laughs> just go, yeah, just it's like go. it never existed, yeah, baby. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but I... I uh, for long-term friends, it's hard. It's hard. Long-term it's relationships hard. is really hard. I don't know. I mean, I, well, you would never go somebody who you're like dating for like years, you know. Like, yeah. No, that, you would never do that. You would never do that, right? Like, it's a very, it's a very specific kind of well, but the, relationship the, you already have to kind of be in to, to ghost somebody, whether it's yeah, whether it's like the circumstances have led you to be able to just kind of move on silently, or you were never in that yeah. kind of I don't know level of relationship. To I begin think, with. I think the, the, the key here is um, it's really the distance between the connection you feel and the connection they feel. Because you could have a relation. I mean, I have a relationship with a friend of mine that I've known since college. And we always pick up where we left off. And it's great. And I love that. And it's valuable. But I think I definitely have uh, relationships where... I think, oh, this is just a casual friendship. And the other person thinks, this is a really good and devoted friend. <laughs> and that's the, I think yeah. that... When there's a dissonance, it's, it's hard. It's yeah. The dis yeah, it's that, it's, that, it's, that, it's that distance that is difficult where they don't realize, oh, there's distance growing between us and they don't recognize it, you know? And so I just, it leads to this social situation that's like, look, there's a lot unsaid and you don't necessarily know what's unsaid but i know what's unsaid i mean from my perspective at least yeah and and the way that the way that we will solve this is to just stop being friends <laughs> and there's been so many times too where i've just kind of done that and i don't know i, I, I don't, I don't have know a better I, I don't have a better i don't know if i regret Many of them, though. It's not yeah. like it's not like I'm going to go back and be like, oh, man, you know what? I'm so sorry that I didn't talk to you. You know, and really, it just kind of, mm. I know our friendship just kind of fell apart. Like, oh, let's, let's yeah. talk about that. It's like, not really. Because I knew that they weren't, you know, whoever it was, was not uh, adding to my life. Yeah. And, and not being a positive influence. And so it's kind of like, well... If someone's not being a super positive part of my life, then should I? In some ways, the question is, do I feel like they deserve me to go th to go talk to them and explain to them and like and like I don't know have some sort of debate? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Or is it like I feel like they've I don't know in, in some ways choice. wronged me or yeah, yeah, made yeah. this choice right? Um, and maybe that's the decision that I've made, and now I'm just I'm just sort of following through with it. There's a difference here that is like a bad actor versus an ignorant actor. 
Yeah. No. Yeah. That. And it's like, that's and and that's. I think that. Shoot, yeah. defining that line is. Oh no, God, that's it. Yeah, that that that's what it comes down to. Because because I don't think anyone I don't think anyone in my life is really like malicious. I don't think anyone's yeah, like, oh, I'm gonna yeah. make his life terrible. Yeah. You know. Because I think what they what what are they going through, right? Yeah. What what have their been life been like? Yeah. Why are they uh, approaching things this way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and so I don't think it's necessarily, you know, maliciousness, but I, I, maybe it is more ignorance. And then and then words that leave me. Well, and then right? there's something about I mean, not not to be, you know. There is this moment where you think, am I, uh, should I just put down the dog? You know, in, in the, in the, they don't realize what they've done and not necessarily out of maliciousness, but ignorance, you know, look, they bit someone. And they bit someone hard, and it's you can't blame. Yeah. You know, you what don't. Do they know. Yeah, what do they know? They, yeah. they, 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 it's they didn't do it out of maliciousness. They did it because they weren't aware enough to know how their actions impacted someone else. And I think it's this emotional disconnect between the empathy that you feel versus the empathy that other people feel, and it's when you can't bridge that gap. It's when you can't bridge the gap between I, I believe that I have X amount of empathy and I believe that the other person has Y amount of empathy and I can't see any path for X to become Y or for Y to become X. Yeah. You know, I, 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 was, I, was, uh, I was slightly insecure about you having a kid because I was like, maybe our friendship is over. It's, it's over. Sorry, Jordan. I got a kid now. Bye. Well, because, you know, well, we had less no, time I, together when he had a wife. That's true. And, and it's like, oh, man, now he's got this wife. And, and I, and <laughs> this wife thing. I, don't, I, don't, I, mean, I love your wife. Yeah, she, she is just, she's, she's the greatest. She's the greatest. Um, you know, but there was um, some emotional insecurity about that because it's like, okay, well, now... He has to split time. They didn't have to split before. And you were at our wedding. What? Well, no. Oh, wait, wait. No. Not only were you at our wedding, you officiated. I, I, I like to say I married. Oh Zach. my god. I like to say I married. I married Zach. To no, his wife. I, I, I see. I, I see your point. Uh, and I think it comes down to. Hmm, I don't know. Maybe, maybe just a level of maturity, or maybe just a level of um, know, commitment to whatever relationship. Yeah. You know, when someone's able to say, like, hey, I know that my life is changing significantly, um, but, uh, you know, there's still this, you know, this, this other relationship, this other friendship or whatever, that's, that's really important. Uh, and in some ways, the, knowing uh, that that is possible and knowing that's what you want only comes from having lots of friendships and lots of relationships and ending some of them poorly and mm. and, and and ending some of them gracefully uh, and just it's sort of just a, a, a raw cumulative kind of experience thing I feel like you know mm. um, and I think that I mean as I've gotten older I've only I've only learned 
more about how to gracefully navigate this, this kind of world. But I think that there's still so much more to learn for me and so much um, ahead of me for being able to, to end things gracefully and being able to... You know, I, I have this weird moment that's like, if my friend Zach said to me, look, I got a wife, I got a kid, this kid's taking all my time, I got a wife's taking all my time, I got a job thing, like, I just <laughs> don't have time for, I don't have time for this friendship anymore. There's this weird part of me that thinks, like, man, that makes total sense. And I get that, and I get that you don't, I get that you have this demanding child, and you have a wife that you have to support that just come off of a really difficult pregnancy that has to now go back to work, and, you, you know, you're living in a small space, and it's like, look, I'm sorry, Jordan, I just don't have time for you. I, I have this weird, like, I have this weird, like, emotional serenity about it that's just like, yeah, that makes sense. I, I mean, I, I, I hate the idea. I don't want that. But I think if you came to me and you laid it out like that, I'd be like, damn, oh, this really sucks. But it's not about me. But here's the question. The ultimate question. Okay. I do. <laughs> Sorry, this, that was a perfect, that was a perfect interjection. No, the, 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 the ultimate question is, would I come to you? Would I say those things? I don't think you would. I don't think I would either. To be honest with you, that's so. I I wish I wish I could. That's so fucked up. Isn't that fucked up, right? Because because I would be the person there, man. But but I but I would be the person that would most understand. I know it's so fucked up that I'd be like, you just would be like, just stop responding to his texts, just like go into a hole, and fucked up. But this is exactly what I'm saying. This is exactly what I'm trying to improve in my life. Right. I'm trying to move from from this shitty way of ending things to a much more skillful way. And and it's not necessarily that I want to be totally brutally honest with people. It's that I just want to be a little bit more open with your feelings. A little more open with the feelings. Yeah. Yeah, it's not such a bad thing to have to happen, you know? No, but it's like... But there's something... Crazy that is... question, though. Crazy question to ask yourself. Yeah. But there's something that's so viciously, um, there's something that's so, it, it's, it's vicious on so many levels that's like this friend of mine that I have known for such a long time that I've spent so much time with, I would feel emotionally secure with them telling me that they wanted to end the relationship because they had a wife and a kid and a job and they had to focus on those things and they don't have time for this friendship. You know, like... But there's something that's so like, boy, I, I, I love you so much as a friend that if you just came to me and said that, I'd be like, yeah, no, I get it. I, I know, I know. Like I said, as I've, you know, ended relationships and as I've moved on with people and as I've ended friendships, I've gotten better at it. So I, I, would, I would hope that if that ever happened with us, I would say something, but... You know, <laughs> there's there's something that's so well. But the, the funny thing is, but there's something that's so brutally honest about that because you didn't lie to me, no. right? You could have you could have said, oh, of course, oh, oh no, of course, oh, yeah, Jordan, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I would totally that's, tell no, you. I would totally tell you, and you're like, like you're like, hey, what's up, Maddie? I just want to let you know. You live in Florida now. We <laughs> live in Florida now. You like yeah. Orlando? Yeah, there's there's a lot of fuck here. There's a lot of alligators. 
Wait, more alligators than people. Is it crocodiles or alligators? Oh, I don't remember. One of them is the sea and the other is the ocean. No, sorry, one of them is the uh, freshwater. Freshwater, saltwater, and they all like marshmallows. Oh, <laughs> uh, marshmallows. You know, you know what I like? You know what I like? You know why I like marshmallows? Because live in a marsh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but I think that this is the thing, is that how do you, how do you cultivate a relationship with someone that no matter what change in your life, that you agree that you will not ghost one another? That's... Because it's so, it's like saying, you know, it's, it's like saying, look, decapitate someone but don't worry, it'll be better for both of you in the long run. It's just going to really hurt for a short period of time. It's like you just avoid the pain, you know? But there's something that is so um, malicious about, like, you ghosting me. I'm selfish. I think it's selfishness. I think that's what it comes down to. Because you are always going to be wondering why, right? And I'm always going to be like, I know why. I know why, yeah. I totally know why. Yeah. I never told him. You know, and I, no, I think that I think the question is if you believe that the other person will at some point internalize that thought and translate it into something that's valuable for them, it's really not the why. It's if they will take what you have said and at some point in the future use it as a piece of information to improve their life. And if you don't believe that that's the case, then it's a selfish act. If you believe that the honesty that you are providing someone will turn into only hurt in the long run, then you shouldn't say it. Hmm. If you believe that the honesty you are providing will either in the short term or in the long term turn, like lead to some sort of understanding, yeah, then it's worth it. Yeah. But what you just said to me is that uh, essentially you are making... Maybe one of two things. The first is that you don't believe I would learn for it. Maybe. But the second, more importantly, is that you don't want to say something that could injure someone. No. Who wants but, to do that? Well, but, I, but I'm telling you, I would rather be injured and know <clears throat> than to have silence and not know. And honestly, I would understand. And I know that's a weird no, thing to I say. No, I know you would. I yeah. mean, that's not, that's not the... It's just, I think that we have just a little bit different uh, perspectives here, you and I. Which, which are, do no harm. Yours is do no harm, and I am do no injustice. <laughs> Maybe that's the, or I, I should say, I would like to think that mine is do no injustice. I think that's the, that's the table, that's the title of this episode. Do no harm? No, do no injustice. Do no injustice. <laughs> Well, that's right. I like to think that. I, I did. I, my goal at Apple was to do no injustice to the customer, and they said you're doing no injustice to the manager. <laughs> you know, and I and and you're. So we're gonna do you no paychecks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you no paycheck? And your idea, uh, your idea uh, at Target was do no injustice to yourself. Yeah, do no counting of the skews. <laughs> counting of the skews. All right, well, I think this is a, a, yeah. a very educational episode. <laughs> yeah. It was 
It was. I feel it was a little cathartic. Do you feel? I feel like it was a little ther- therapeutic. It's yeah, therapeutic, yeah. Like because no one really talks about getting fired from places. No. And I, I tell you, I have this thing. I've, I, the only place I've ever worked at, I've either got fired or the company doesn't exist. And it's like right now, it's like 50-50. Yeah, it's like gonna, half the jobs the company gonna fire, under, the company's gonna yeah yeah it's like the building's like, gonna burn down. Which to me is is like I'm I'm both a bad employee, but I'm also but I'm also yeah, right half the time. <laughs> That's what that means to me. That's true. <laughs> okay, can we end can we end this episode with uh, uh, with a thought that is, you will do me no injustice with your truth. Yes. Okay. You're just saying that I see in your face. You just said that. You just, that's the perfect way to stand it. All right. All right. That was great.